0: And we're back. Hey everybody, I am the majestical Benny Rose. And as always, my number two, the co-host Extraordinaire, Ledger Pop. Who How are you? does number two work for? He definitely works for the toilet that I was in before this uh podcast started. Because I am like very... a pig brother.
1: You're very <laughs> you're very majestic today like someone we used to work with at the old stop very
0: majestic (sighs) how are you today my friend
1: i am fantastic and i i i really like these best and worst shows i had so much fun with the arnold episode that i'm hoping this one will be i mean it's a little bit different of a tone but i had a lot of fun i don't know how you feel about the arnold one and hopefully we'll get more that i like that I know I, I've been thinking and you've been thinking about different ideas for different episodes and spitballing and maybe these will be the shows that we have some guests on if, if it doesn't fit our particular niche. Like, I know you're not like a big Martin Scorsese fan. So if, you know, you wanted to do something along those lines, but we'll see. Like, we're still we're still playing with the format based on what we hear from people if they like, don't like. But I feel like the Arnold one, I don't know about you, your, some of your listeners, but some of the people that have reached out to me the Arnold one got a pretty good response.
0: Yeah, that's, that um, seems to be the fan favorite so far from what yeah, from a lot of my listeners.
1: And people not necessarily knowing our picks and yeah and, and conflicting with each of ours a little bit. So I, I, I've enjoyed the response to that episode also.
0: I think we'll uh, we'll be able to continue that trend today. So today we're gonna do a little different because this is volume one of our top and bottom. Our best and worst, Slashers. So the way we're going to do this, we're going to discuss it. We're going to pick a couple of franchises, and we're going to pick one of our favorites, one of our least favorites. And we're going to discuss those, and then we're going to move to another franchise. So you're going to get three franchises today. Today, you're going to get the crazy world of Chucky's world because I, I, I don't want to say Child's Play because that name didn't last very long. Right. Um, but then we will also be discussing one of Paul's absolute favorites, Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll be discussing that franchise, and we will also be doing one of my favorites, Friday 13th. So it's interesting because we are both horror fans, and we tend to talk a lot about these you know, movies offline in passing, but we never really had in-depth conversations, at least not recently. Like we used to talk about it a bit more. So I, I, I think it'll be good to do this because I felt that the Arnold gave us a lot more, like we said, about these in-depth feelings we have with some of these movies. Right. So I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, um, we learn we're... about each
1: other while, while other people are getting our takes on on things that really don't matter at all we're learning right. about each other's personal opinions on and i feel like the arnold we weren't totally expecting each other's picks necessarily whereas the dc one we kind of did maybe this right. one will be a little bit of the little bit of more like the arnold where we're not necessarily because we i don't feel like we've spoken of which of our are our absolute favorites maybe we've shit on some
0: but i, know, <laughs> I definitely we've think it. we've done that yeah <laughs> without a doubt because there's there's a lot to hate you know that's that's yeah. the hard truth so <laughs> But yeah, let's let's jump right in, and uh, we're going to start with Chucky, all right? So we're going to start with our, our bottom, you know, our, our, our least for this character, and uh, would you like to start? Sure. All right, this, so go right ahead.
1: This movie is not, uh, no, this is probably what most people expect. I'm going to say it's not what people are going to expect. Yeah, I think it probably is. I've never met someone that has said they like this movie. And it's not one of these directed DVD movies that have come out recently that actually have a decent following, like uh, Curse of Chucky and uh, Cult of Chucky, right? Those are the directed right. DVD ones. Uh, and I don't know where you're going to go. So this I can't count that Chucky movie that came out where Mark Hamill was the voice of, of the Chucky. The remake?
0: No, yeah. I don't count that. I don't count that. Okay. Personally. Well, if, it was yours, if it was yours, it'd was it be Okay. Oh, okay, like I, thank I, I would let I would let that slide.
1: You know? Okay, so so I might need I might need that caveat later. Wink, wink. Ooh. I might need that. But uh, so this is Seed, the Seed of Chucky which came out in two thousand four. It did have a theatrical release. It followed after uh, Bride of Chucky, which had a decent response after Chucky's been kind of away from everything, following Child's Play three, which also wasn't a great uh, following, but compared. The Seed of Chucky, Child's Play 3 might be one of the best movies of all time because Seed of Chucky is atrocious. I've maybe watched it one and a half times, maybe, between parts. I've never went back to watch it. The I, I, Maybe I need to rewatch it, and maybe I'll have a different appreciation for it. Maybe you can give me some of your insight on that, but I hated it. I thought the humor was so bad. I just did not like it at all. I didn't think any of the the kills or anything were anything crazy, from what I remember in it. The, the, the cast wasn't anything special, and I thought the Bride of Chucky was pretty good. So I, I don't mind the uh, the Tiffany character, I guess. But what, what what are your thoughts on Seed of Chucky? If if oh. maybe that's your bottom pick also.
0: Well, I guess we'll we'll be able to move fairly quickly in this show because. Uh... Uh... Uh, <laughs> it is my it is my bottom of the barrel. That movie is uh, the uh, the introduction to Shitface. Yes. So so for me, that movie is a running joke. Um, friend of the show for me, uh, you know him also. Uh, friend Andrew is a movie that we used to watch and laugh at, and just be like, "Oh my god, it's so bad, it's good." But it wasn't, you know. Looking back now. <laughs> Um, having having the character kind of uh, evolved to having a family in a sense was something that it was a big turn off to me I don't like yeah. Bride of Chucky much I can appreciate some of the deaths in the movie um, but outside of that yeah uh, it was to me it was kind of the beginning of the end uh, for a lot of the movies um, there was some saving graces we'll discuss that for another time but With Cena Chucky, having the kid in there, having the the split personalities, have it end the way that it did, it just, it took me out of why I really love uh, Chucky. Because Chucky is one of my favorite slashers of all time for a lot of reasons. And, uh, you know, I feel that for people like us that grew up with these movies, the reason we like slashers is because they scared us, you know. Like, I didn't like him because he was cool. Yeah, I, I liked him because he scared the shit out of me as a kid, you know? Um, so having the movie become, like, a big joke, essentially, really, is, right, is what happened. You know, it was a little too tongue-in-cheek for me. I could watch it. I can get through it. And I'm like, fine, you know? Like, the fact that they're forcing, you know, the Chucky character to, like, say some of the lines. Like, he's a one-liner character. Like he, he's a lot like Freddie. He has a lot of this humor that's in him. And I felt a lot of the content was forced, you know, like it was like, you're, you're trying to play for a different, different demographic at that point. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they changed the direction after that.
1: Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Where you, you I'm sure they're not your favorites, but where do you fall on, on I, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky?
0: I like Curse of Chucky a lot. I've actually only seen Cult of Chucky maybe two times. Not crazy about the end of it because I don't know where they're going with it. Um, but I felt that uh, bringing back some of the older characters was important. You know, certain franchises need it. You know, yeah. like for me, Jason. We need a Tommy Jarvis. We need him back to some degree. You know, like to really tell a story because he's one of those few um characters that connected to the villain you know the main character so with chucky that it's a batman joker kind of scenario you know like chucky's not chucky without andy barkley right so you know like to have him absent for as long as he was i get it to a degree but uh yeah so i i, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel because he is uh, coming out with a tv show that he is handling um, so I don't know if he's going to continue from that movie. Time will tell. But uh, seed is a stain, better <laughs> to be put like under the rug. You know, <laughs> painted another color,
1: flush it,
0: move it, move away from it. Done, garbage, trash. <laughs> F bomb.
1: Yeah, it, it's really bad, and it might be, in my opinion, one of the worst horror movies of all time that I've watched. Again, these best and worst are of the movies we've watched. And I, I can say for myself, I don't know about you. We didn't mention it before, but each of these franchises, I've watched all of them. I've watched all of the films in all three of the franchises that we're covering today.
0: And I've watched really bad horror movies, like really bad <laughs> bottom of the barrel. And I'd watch those versus watching this again. So
1: I think that's part of the reason why I haven't watched it again. I remember renting it from like blockbuster. Yeah, I was like, I ate a whole like thing of gummy bears, (laughs) giant thing of gummy bears, and I'm like, what am I watching? I should have (laughs) went into a diabetic coma,
0: but
1: (laughs) it wasn't a diabetes. So do you do you do you want me to do the best, or do you want to do your best first? So I don't. I think you should do it probably, because in case it's the same movie again, we're gonna steal each other's thunder.
0: Okay, Child's Play Two is my absolute favorite of the franchise but it's also one of my top 10 movies of all time. Wow. Top 10 of all time, all time for a lot of reasons. Um, you know me. Well, I think the listeners are starting to get to know me. A lot of my favorite stuff usually ties to nostalgia. There's always a reason. And there's a very personal reason, like many other stuff, uh, movies and stuff for me, I was able to see child's play two in the theater as a kid not even 10 years old. So with my dad having the comic book store, um, he used to get opportunities to put movie posters up as he was brand, you know, expanding on the business and doing the kind of, you know, other things that were like kind of pop culture at the time. And that studio came to him and said, Hey, you know, we want to put movie posters up in the store. So whatever deal has worked out, you know, he ended up getting screener passes, and um you know my dad wasn't a big horror guy so he's like oh it's like a, a horror movie with a doll you know cuz the poster that was in the store was the one when he had the scissors behind the jack-o-lantern yeah uh, not the jack the, the, the jack in the box. box yep so i remember seeing it all the time you know and i was like oh it's awesome you know so my mom was like all right we'll go we got these free tickets so like the screener was similar to the way screeners were done in the last like 10 15 years like sometimes a radio uh radio uh station will be part of it Sc- and they
1: just screening screening not a screener copy you know screen yeah screening, screening
0: at the, the theater yeah. sorry yeah you're right um but like a radio station would be sponsoring the event kind of thing the giveaway or... yep and exactly what happened so you know we were there and i remember it like it was yesterday it's crazy you know they did this little giveaway before the movie started and they were like, all right, you know, everybody got a goodie bag when you got here, you know, take your number out. We're calling in the number, the number's gonna win, a chucky doll, and this and this and that. My mother's number got called. <laughs> so we won a Chucky doll. So I was already in my glory because we got something cool. I don't know what I'm about to watch. Then this movie started, and my life changed forever. <laughs> because there's this doll, as everybody knows that you know is just otherworldly there's there's no other character like him in my opinion you know there's a lot of a lot of you know pretend characters that try to be like him but you know not knowing what the first movie was that was a big part of it you know just watching it and being terrified in the theater I'm like this is not what I signed up for and you know seeing him like abusing this kid and getting the kid in trouble all the time. And all these people are dying and they're blaming the kid. And, you know, you know like you just, you're feeling so much and you're, you're a kid. I'm like seven, eight years old and I'm so confused, <laughs> but I'm terrified. But then I'm laughing, you know, at certain parts because I was already watching, you know, rated R movies with my dad. So it wasn't right. like surprising, but
1: you don't, you don't fuck with the truck, Right.
0: Listen, man. You know me with movie quotes and certain movies that have a big piece of my heart, and Arnold is obviously going to be the king of that, and we did it in the last show, and for, for Chucky, Chucky's a big part of a lot of the quotes that I do with other friends too, and Child's Play 2 has so many of them, you know, there's the part in the beginning when, uh, when the guy from the toys, the, toy, uh, the toy factory takes him home, has him in the trunk, has him in the back seat, and then he freaking tells him, park this piece of shit, like just <laughs> little things like that. And he puts the bag over his head. Like, there's just so much humor that goes with this cruelty. And it was just like a, such a perfect blend, you know, and for for a young kid to like understand it to a degree and not like be influenced it, you know, by it. You know, it, it could be it could be such a bad thing for a kid. But like for me, I just grew to love the character. But having that doll, like terrified me. Because I couldn't yeah. sleep with it, you know. Right. And then my father, my father, like I would try to throw it away. And my father would go find it, put it right back in my bed, like to freak <laughs> me out even more. So there was that love hate relationship. But with Child's Play two, one of the best endings, like that whole ending scene is just amazing. The music, like the music, just it gives me goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it. You know, Um, it's one of the only times that. The ritual is actually pronounced properly because it got butchered in almost every other movie after that, and that's something that stresses me out as a fan. You know, like the you know what I'm talking about. Pretty much yeah. when he's trying to possess. Uh, take, oh take, dem dem brembra. uh, uh you, <laughs> ah, <rest> I, <laughs> I was just gonna say, you're selling Mumra from Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the same. Yeah, you know, the I de Give me the power, I beg of you. But like after that, like you just heard it in so many other movies and it just was not, like you could tell that they were like, it's like somebody reading Spanish poorly. And, you know, <laughs> it's you like that. when
1: uh, in Army of Darkness, Ash has to recite yeah, the, the exactly. when he grabs the book. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I was up there. I, I, I recited it
0: that's good that's a good that's a good one (laughs) but yeah i mean the way he keeps coming back at the end of the movie for me just you just can't take him down he's a doll but he won't die so i know i've spoken a lot about it I just there's a lot of love for it that's why it's up there it looks like that is happens to be your top two so you, uh, yeah, this didn't... is gonna,
1: this might be a very short show <laughs> because that is my favorite Chucky, e. awesome child's play, whatever. I love that. And the end sequence in a toy factory, I love that. That's one of my favorite sequences in a movie, also. It, it probably is up there with some one of my favorite horror movies of all That's time. Awesome. It, it's definitely beats out the Friday the 13th franchise completely for me. Wow. Any Friday the 13th movie.
0: Wow. I, I
1: really like Child's Play 2. Uh, the, the thing is, though, with, with picking a sequel, and I, we kind of struggled with this a little bit last week, I picked uh, last, last best and worst, I picked Terminator 2, is you need the first movie
0: to in order to even it.
1: establish it for the second movie. So it's tough to pick a sequel, and I may get into that a little later also, more foreshadowing. Yep. But... I think you can still watch this movie without watching the first movie. Totally, because he, he's not with Andy yet. You know, again, they give they give you enough. Andy. Of, they
0: give you enough of what happens.
1: Right, Andy's with foster parents. It's it's a different environment, and you you're getting that that Chucky relationship almost all over again.
0: Totally, I think for me too. Like I said, I it's another a movie that I I got late at you know, introduced late. So thankfully it was only two movies, but I didn't see the first one until probably several years later, actually. You know, I love the first one too. It's just a different kind of movie. You know, it is definitely, I feel like more like dark thriller, you know, than like traditional horror.
1: I think with a lot of these movies, uh, probably uh, more Nightmare on Elm Street, this, some other, uh, even maybe Hellraiser a little bit is you, you, the first movie is the more serious movie. And then they get jokingly and then maybe go back to serious after that. But the first one usually isn't where the, the it's intended to be super joking and super tongue in cheek and super one-liners that comes later.
0: Agreed. No, that makes a lot of sense. So that, that we're on a roll. <laughs> so I guess we will, uh, We're going to jump to the next franchise. Yeah. And you're going to start at the bottom of the barrel for this franchise. Which
1: which franchise are we doing there?
0: We are going to do Friday the 13th. Okay. We're going to save your franchise for last.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. But that's probably the one I have the most to talk about. Agreed. Uh, So we're going to do Friday the 13th. Mine, maybe... No, nah, there's probably some pretty bad Friday 13s. I was going to say we might share this one also, but I don't think we. I don't,
0: I'm, I'm I don't. hoping know. we do. I'm hoping we do.
1: Oh, uh, we're going to go every single one. We're going to go straight through and have them all the same. So this, this space, was this, actually. This
0: binds us. This binds us.
1: <laughs> this was actually the first. Well, right now, Friday 13 franchise is going through like license hell, which. Studio owns it. There's the original guy part of it. I think his name is like Sean Cunningham. He's battling over his stake of it. And it's been a mess. The video game has been in the forefront because they can't put out new content because of this ongoing litigation. And we haven't seen a new movie since the remake, which was some years back now. And the remake is not the worst, in my opinion. So this was the first one that New Line Studios took over. Uh, there was big hoopla when New Line took over from Paramount because New Line also was producing Nightmare on Elm Street. So we would eventually get our potential big clash. And this movie has a little reference to that future clash. And this is Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Came out in 1993. It is atrocious jason is hardly in the movie he possesses other people eating hearts or something like that he's transferred eats he bites their heart and nearly the whole movie it's not him other than when he like looks in a mirror i've seen this movie probably more times than i would like to have it's as bad and maybe it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure like when it was on cable i would leave it on to see if my memories were as bad as it was and they are it's it's, it's as bad as i remember. The other movies, I'm not a huge Friday Thirteen fan in the first place, but they're definitely more watchable to me. Just even for the death sequences, the character is is very one note and very thin as it is, and then him to not even be himself in ninety five percent of the movie is was crazy. He he's in what the opening sequence of the movie when they blow him up or something is, it, or that's Jason X. I honestly oh, I don't even that's... remember, but he's. It's the beginning. It's both That's
0: movies, right? The... The... No, th- no, they don't blow him up in the, in Jason in X. In
1: Jason X. it's this
0: one they blow. He him gets up. he gets frozen with the girl. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So
1: this is atrocious. Other than the scene of Freddy's hand grabbing his masks at the end of the movie, which would lead us to believe that we'd get the Freddy versus Jason movie that didn't happen for what another ten years after this. Right. That was the only hope I had. And I remember watching this on pay per view. On, on, on cable pay-per-view that, that we paid oh. for obviously
0: Hot uh, box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just was so confused I was like this is like I wasn't a huge I've always been a bigger bigger Nightmare on Elm Street fan always my entire life and I I mean even when I was scared of Freddy as a kid I eventually grew to love him but I was never a huge Jason fan so like this was in a way other than seeing stuff like random bits of the movies this was probably my first taste because in 93 i was what nine so like this was the first time i really saw what i expected to be jason not not turn out to what he is like and i had to watch it like i remember watching it multiple times and be like this is like what what's happening here why is where is the guy with the hockey mask where it's true that, that this is the worst i'm sorry it's not worse than Seed of Chucky. But it's close.
0: And we're going to continue the trend. because uh, yes. Bottom of the barrel. Jason goes to hell. Street trash. Is better than this movie. Uh, this is. Another movie that I have memories of. I didn't see it when it first came out. But my dad's store had comic books. That released at the time which was pretty much the story I think broken up into maybe three or four issues, read them all I'm like, Oh, not gonna, definitely not going to watch this movie. He's not in the movie exactly like that. <laughs> I remember the Voorhees burgers, like, you know, in the diner, like, Oh yeah, you take one, one burger, you take the holes out, you get to make a whole nother patty. Like that's what I remember of this trash movie. <laughs> I remember the, uh, the guy eating the hearts and uh, it's just horrible. I don't have much to say. It's it's not a memorable movie. It's not a Jason movie. It is
1: Exactly. It is not. literally not somebody like a Friday the thirteenth movie.
0: It's like the Halloween that doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Yeah. And I never in, saw of the that.
1: I think it's called. Sure. Well, that's like an anthology film. It's a completely different
0: thing. Mm. So maybe that's that makes more sense than than this because they, they threw his name in there. They threw him under the, you know, they threw him in, but it tried I think to think that has like a, a better spiritual. following. I think Probably. that has a better
1: following now than it did back then. Right. This so, movie does not.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I'm not gonna even dwell on it at this point. You said I would say everything you said, I agree with you coal So let's uh let's move on to bigger and better things.
1: Let's see. We will maybe four for four. I think we're gonna differ here. But yeah, what's your best?
0: Jason is one of my favorites, as you know. Um Jason Lives, hands down, to me, is the best Jason movie, other than a runner-up that I just can't say because it's not a Jason movie. So we won't get into that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta say it Yeah, What's it, it, the runner-up?
0: Freddy Jason. Freddy oh, Jason.
1: Jason. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's I, didn't I, that
1: as a, I didn't include that as an honorable mention or anything at all, but right. I, I do happen to like Freddy Krueger Jason. It, it yeah. doesn't feel like either. Feels more more in line to a nightmare on Album Street movie. But agreed. Go ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead with uh,
0: yeah. the so, so I take it Jason six is not yours. No. Okay, so we broke the mold, yeah. We broke it. We broke it. Jason Lives for me is I love Jason Four, uh, final chapter. Like uh because to me that's that's when Jason died for the first time and funny enough i was speaking about this with uh, my wife jessica before and you know she she deals with her job she deals with a lot of the collectible figures for uh, like neca that makes a lot of the movie franchises and they just announced that they're making like a uh, jason from 7 uh new blood which i i like a lot too
1: which one is it takes new york then 8
0: 8
1: yeah, takes New York slash takes Vancouver or wherever they shot it. It doesn't it look like New York. It's
0: not, it's not New York. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, give me a me. refresher
1: on this movie because I like I, I'm not totally a big yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Guy. I, I've seen them all, but you got to give me a little bit. Yeah, of
0: a- Jason Lives is the first movie that really gives us a continuation of character arcs. Other than Jason, we get Tommy Jarvis as a uh, a young adult at this point. That you know still lives in the, the aftermath, the thoughts of what he went through with Jason in part four, where he pretty much helped kill him. Uh, characters played by two different actors, um, you know, different age groups at the time too. But Tommy Jarvis decides to go back to the grave where he was buried. Um, wants to make sure he's dead, essentially. So he digs him up finds him, and this is the first time we see Jason more of a decayed corpse of a, of a character. That I
1: remember that.
0: And, uh, yeah, Tommy strikes him with a metal prod, and then it starts raining, and thunder strikes, lightning strikes, whatever, which one hits it. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, lightning. And, yeah, there you go. Thank you. And that's what brings him back. So this is a time that we're getting a dead, you know, this is, this killer is back, you know, like before it's like, right. did he die? Like he's dead and he's coming back. And this yeah, to dude. me starts to, this starts the growth of him decaying over the, mo- the course of the movies, you know, his body showing more and more, you know, bone and his face being more, dif- you know, disfigured and stuff. But this is, I felt the more brutal Jason that a lot of people love about him. Um, there's just there's there's a lot to the story because it's really about Tommy just trying to fix his mistake. Everybody thinking he's crazy that he's killing people, you know, and him trying to protect himself at that point. Um, and this one is one of the better ways Jason's kind of finished, which is deals with him having the chains around his neck brought under the water. Um, it kept under there like there's a lot of people have like statues underwater like in real life of like that type of Jason from this movie
1: uh-huh. and like that I
0: said awesome. no they did, there's like a lake in some city and they said that somebody they were scuba diving they found the Jason under the water with the chain around <laughs> his neck it's so awesome but like I like Seven a lot but Seven brought in like the, the girl that she has like powers so yeah. the psychic powers thing kind of turns me off um, yeah, it, it's that's, fine. That,
1: that's, not, that's not this movie, yeah. It's the next movie. That's remember.
0: that's that's a new blood. That's yeah, seven. That's
1: where she's at the dock or whatever. Yes, and she, she moves him underwater.
0: Yeah, that's seven. Six is pretty much the grave, and then it ends at the lake. Him basically getting chained up where so, most of them end. <laughs> well, yeah, for the most part, and then pull him back out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's why it's my my favorite because it's the one that really defined the jason that i appreciate which is that that dead jason not the Jason that's just wearing the mask because i mean i like three three's okay you know three is when he first gets the mask four is great because four is uh you know like i said it's it's kind of like his last stand as his crazy self before he becomes you know A a zombie, in a sense, I feel like that's really isn't
1: isn't one of the sequels not Jason, isn't it? Someone else, yeah, it's five. Five
0: Five is somebody wearing a mask, like they're wearing a bald bald cap and everything.
1: Yeah, mixed response to that one.
0: Yeah, it's all right. Like some of the kills are okay, but yeah, it's not him. You find him at the end, and the right, he's got like the weird mask on over the hockey mask, but uh, and then we won't talk about eight. But I, w- I will tell the listeners this. Friday the 13th Part 8 is the first Jason movie I've ever seen. I got into the franchise very late. Um, weird enough, that movie opened the can of worms, but it's not really one of his better.
1: <laughs> you no. know?
0: So, I'll leave it at how that. Do you,
1: how do you get from a lake into the ocean? In the the Jason goes to New York.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> couldn't tell you. Yeah, he's he's literally in a lake at one point, and he's now he's at a dock with a big boat. Yeah. Sure, you got it, dude. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> so, my
1: pick is the nineteen eighty release. It's very difficult to figure it out. It's the original. Friday the 13th. Also not featuring Jason as the killer, which we don't find out until the very end of the movie, which I thought was a cool spin I mean, it's almost like we're doing slashers and the movie is actually his mother killing the camp counselors. So is it really a Jason movie? I mean, we do get the scene at the very end of him pulling the the, survive, the last survivor into the water. But we don't know until the next movie whether that's real or not. And uh, I, I, I really like this one. This is definitely my favorite. It, it, the suspense to it, and and Jason's mother talking to herself in the woods. Get her, mommy. Get her. And and I just I just really like this one. I, I, I Kevin Bacon's in it, which is weird. Like he's like the only big star in it of the time. Like these movies had sparklings of bigger stars, right? Like isn't like Crispin Glover in one of them and. Uh, Corey Feldman yeah. was was Tommy Jarvis I'm sure there's a couple other ones sprinkled in there but this is the one I can still go back to and I'll watch it's not it's still a, of, of its time it was shot in the late 70s and came out in 1980 low budget you know no one knew it was going to be this franchise that it became and I mean it's not nothing overly special but it gives me a different feeling than the, the corniness of some of the other movies I'll watch the other movies like I said but you're a bigger fan of the franchise, way more than I am. I've always been a more of a Freddy guy, but I liked the little twist in this one that it it wasn't Jason and it, and it was his mother, and you kind of see it coming by the time she shows up. But I like it.
0: No, it's I mean, yeah, it's a great movie. I it's a great movie too. I agree. And it, it's, it planted, it planted, it's probably it a
1: safe. It's probably a safe pick for me, right? I mean, it's not it doesn't take balls to really pick the the first oh. movie, but.
0: I think I think it does because it's not the character so you're not really defining the character you're you're defining the, the one of the characters motivations I would say yeah you right. know because I think it becomes more about revenge for his mom than revenge for the kids killing him you know if you if you want to deep dive into the the potential lore you know yeah. like they should wa-
1: they should have been watching right instead of right instead right. of having right. sex and they they,
0: they, let, they let yeah they let him drown yeah so
1: fornicated. <laughs> and then Premarital sex. The mother shows up later as just a head shrine. Yep. Because she gets decapitated. Yep.
0: Love that sweater. <laughs> Love that sweater from Popeyes.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, that's my pick for Friday Thirteenth. I, I I wouldn't put it up there as my. I I probably prefer it over the Halloween movies. But then again, I've rewatched before that last Halloween came out. What was that like, even though it followed in continuation, it was almost like the third reboot, second or third reboot of Halloween. I right. started rewatching the originals because I don't remember them at all. Watching the originals, and I thought I liked it better than I did, and it, it may beat it out Friday the Thirteenth for me now. I gotta have a little marathon again and see. Where we'll have I stand.
0: To... We might have to make that part of one of the next volumes. Discuss. I'm going to need to
1: watch. I'm going to need to watch more of them to, get, to give you a full, definitive best and worst. Yeah. But I will say, more foreshadowing to it. Maybe a future episode is Hellraiser. I think is way better than the Friday Thirteenth franchise.
0: It's different. It's different. It is, I think th- it is this, Very this, different. Very
1: there's different.
0: so much more content to work with as far as lore and story and you know, there's only so much you could do about you know. uh, a kid that was bullied and, and unfortunately killed and seeking revenge. Right. You know, it's it's more about the... there's
1: not much, he, you know, he he's probably most in line to Mike Myers because he's just a brooding
0: Right. No, it makes sense. Oh,
1: slasher. In other words, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, agreed. And that, that's where I feel like even with Michael Myers, you know, you have a movie like that. You have the Larry uh what's her name's Something strode, Lori.
1: Right? Lori
0: strode. Yeah, like I almost said, Larry. <laughs> Larry. Larry! Strode. Daddy, flying. <laughs> but they good.
1: <laughs> LD, my man. You just touch on everything. We yeah. can touch them all. Put it all over the place. You that anyway.
0: Want to touch it? All right. So we're you... on Elm Street. My oh, you... my
1: favorite my yeah. favorite horror franchise series. And I guess. Time. Let's do your, yeah. do your worst. at your worst. Freddy's Revenge. Trash.
0: Freddy's revenge. Okay. Just
1: can't
0: well, get we're, into it. We're,
1: we're different now.
0: Yeah, I just I can't get into that movie. I'm not a big Freddy guy, as you know, uh, for the listeners. That's the thing that Paul and I always used to say over the years. It's like, I was the Jason guy. He was the Freddy guy. That was the the talk that we always had. And, you know, Freddy I... I appreciate Freddy as a character, but the movies don't really do anything for me. That's really what it comes down to. So here's an opportunity where I feel, you know, you have more content, and I don't think they did enough with it. That's just me. You know, I don't like the directions that a lot of the movies went. But the premise is there. You know, what I mean, I, I I understand his magic, his power of, you know, invading the nightmares and. That's something that's really cool and it's it's standard it's stood the test of time to now movies tv shows they do it you know they use that same premise so it's definitely you know it's it's awesome but like i said for the movies as a whole because that's what we're discussing we're not we're speaking the character but we're speaking the movie that they're in right so we have to we have to adjust you know to to speak freely for both and it's a movie that, like, when I watch it, I'm like, "All right, this this feels like a forced sequel. Like they, like a cat, it felt like a cash grab." Did, you didn't, know,
1: didn't they all for all of these movies we've discussed today?
0: But it's the first because it's like you know, it's the the one right after the first one. and okay. feel, I'm with I'm with yeah, you on this. I, yeah.
1: Freddy's Freddy's Revenge is Nightmare on Elm Street too, right? We're on the same right. page correct, here, correct? Sure, and yep. it does have a very diverse fan base. It, it has a following for the uh, uh, gay community because it's kind of alluded to that the main character maybe, or he's, it's more about his sexuality and him, him figuring himself out and more more of that than him becoming Freddy, as the movie's told. And I was, it was, in, it's in my bottom, but I, I don't know, recently, I feel like I've gotten more appreciation for it. I don't know why.
0: I haven't watched it recently, but um, I did watch the there was a documentary about it on Shudder. So it gave me a little more insight on it. I, I can understand, you know, why people like it. It's just it's just not a movie that resonated with me. You know, there's not mm-hmm. much to say, to be honest. It's uh, really short to speak on it because I don't remember a lot of it. It's not yeah. memorable for me. I it's a very big that, departure
1: from the first movie.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you remember, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong. You and I got to see the first one again when it popped up in the theaters many years ago. I think uh, back in Staten Island, they had it for like one or two nights.
1: Yeah, and like, I, I had—I didn't re- remember going to see it. I don't remember that we both went, but I remember going to see it. Yeah,
0: so I'm pretty sure it was with you because I don't have anybody else that would would have saw that with, you know. But right. I definitely remembered enjoying, and then remembering how different you know like you said the other movie was and it's like this is a serious movie with a little bit of humor but it's dark humor because yeah. it's the cynical way of Freddie's thinking the other movie felt a little more tongue-in-cheek but like not really about his character just like the movie as a whole seemed like it really didn't identify itself yet like it was trying to figure itself out in a sense and um the yeah well gay connection. But again, you know, I wasn't looking for those contexts. You know, for me, it's right, I'm looking right, for Freddy. I'm looking for a Freddy well, movie. So
1: it also suffers. I mean, well, at that point when the movie actually came out, we wouldn't know what a Freddy movie really was at that point until we see what right. the, other Agreed. sequels come. But uh, uh, the, I keep losing my train of thought on these things. I don't, I don't remember.
0: But <laughs> it would have at it. Come <laughs> on, Star Fox.
1: Uh, it, it suffers a bit from the. Chasing goes to hell, where it's not Freddy in the entire not, not in a the Freddy whole movie. movie. He's in it, not as much as some of the other movies, so, right? You know, but uh, it has a big scene where he comes out into the real world, which is something a little different than most of the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies. at a big pool party, and that may have been like, saved it from my bottom area. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's a fair worst of as as a someone would consider myself a nightmare somewhat of an aficionado. Aficionado.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Thank you for that. So So
1: I have two worst of in case you'd like to disqualify. One mm, of them. So mm. I'll go with my original worst of if you tell me if it's disqualified or not.
0: Disqualified. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the 2010 reboot remake Nightmare on Elm Street, which has Jackie Earl Haley in it as the Freddy Krueger role, allowed? Not allowed?
0: You before. know why? It's it's allowed because it was originally mine, and I didn't think I would be allowed to use it, so I took it off my list.
1: <laughs> so you did, no? Then I shouldn't be able to use it then if you didn't use it.
0: No, just because I didn't think about it, we didn't discuss it. I I allow it. So, consider it my runner up. <laughs> uh, but, but spe- yeah, speak your mind.
1: i don't I don't like this movie. It to me, it ruins all of the feeling of of what Freddy's about. Uh, it makes him like a, a a pedophile, which really wasn't his point in the in the original movies. I, I get it. he's a he's a murderer and a killer. What does it matter? But you didn't need to tweak the character to make him that sick, in my opinion. I mean, he he was he's a murderer and serial killer. Yeah, and he kills people in these different ways. But it was like the sake of just being extreme for being extreme sake. And uh, leads you down the path that he's not. And then they find pictures inside his place and inside the boiler room. And then they have people having dream sequences when they're not really dreaming yet. They have like this subconscious where they're still kind of awake and not. I'm like, you just... You're just changing the rules and making things up as you go. You don't have right. any original ideas because you're remaking the original story, which should never have been touched. And at least if you're going to do it with a new actor, make a whole new story then. Don't touch on the original one and try to... You, you, you can't be better than that original movie. It's, it's not going to happen. And I, for what it's worth, Jack, Jackie Haley tries his best with it, but no one will ever be Robert England, do your own thing with it. And he does try to do it. The prosthetics did not look great to me. It looked like a burn victim. And I think that's what they were going for, but he wasn't brooding and, and Jackie O'Haley is kind of short. So he didn't really look like all that imposing. And I don't know. It tried to be more serious and scary. And it wasn't, it couldn't make up its mind with the one-liners, no one-liners. So that is my worst nightmare on Elm Street. I guess I'll say that I had a second title prepared because I wasn't sure if you were going dis- to discard it. And that pick was Freddie's dead. Has <laughs> <laughs> been announced it before I could say it. <laughs> He's dead has, has Freddie's daughter in it for whatever reason. Like, it, it was just, yeah. this was the time when, all right, it's time to end the franchise and new nightmare came out after it, where Wes Craven came back, and it's a much much better film. But this was like, ugh, I think we've had enough of this franchise, and all of these are watchable to me because of the death sequences. But you're not watching it for the story, regardless. Yeah, this would have been the, the reboot is far and away the worst though, w- worse than any of them. I, I it's it's barely watchable in my opinion.
0: I agree. I think I've only seen it once. Believe it or not.
1: You're doing yourself
0: a favor. I, this. I think I've seen him more in Mortal Kombat <laughs> with, his, with his double glove, double right. glove action. Terrible. All right. So we get to the good stuff for you now. Now we get to our last section, our last category, our last movie or movies. So I'll start it off for Freddy. I have two. Because I didn't know if one would be allowed.
1: (laughs) Okay, another one that's not going to be allowed.
0: Oh, breaking the rules here, you know. Figuring out. I don't know how you can have another one that's not going to be allowed. So we'll see. Uh, This one, uh, should I go with my my first pick and then give the runner up like you did? Well, which
1: would which would be the true first pick, even if I was disqualifying?
0: The first one, the one that I'm not sure of.
1: Oh, that's what I'm that saying. That would be he my was...
0: yeah. Okay, so that'll be Freddie versus Jason,
1: believe it or not. Okay, so this year is going to potentially be your pick in two different areas.
0: Well, Are Freddie pick it before. No, well, no. It this was always my Freddie pick. Oh, okay. So, um, if it's allowed, I'll continue. If not, I'll I do think, my runner.
1: I I think it's fair. Okay. You can add your runner up in after, but okay. Cool. It's Freddie. It to me, it feels much more like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Than uh, a Friday Thirteenth movie, and it has Robin England in it, so it's more of a, a Friday Thirteenth uh, Nightmare on Elm Street pick than my worst of reboot because Robin right. England's not even in that.
0: Right, right. So yeah, I mean, Freddy vs Jason for me is the movie that helped me like and appreciate Freddy more than I had before. So again, not being a big Freddy fan, not being too familiar with all of the movies, um, I was always looking forward to the eventual you know versus movie same as you uh jc comes to goes to hell we see the, the glove there was a lot of speculation in the comic world too you know like back in the day my dad used to have the wizard magazines and i would always read them and there was always the rumors back then they were like oh freddie versus jason's coming then there's going to be freddie versus jason versus ash and there was all this talk about that stuff and i was so hyped yeah. for it so seeing that movie come out like 15, 20 years later from when I was reading that speculation in books, you know, was just awesome. And it's, it's a cheesy movie, you know, it's, it definitely fits the, the, the new line cinema, like feel like where, where I knew that that's where they were going to go. Like, I can't see them making it a serious movie. In a sense, like there was just a lot of humor, you know, the stoner scenes and like all the (laughs) tons of jokes, um but it pokes fun at itself you know it acknowledges where these characters have these flaws and they yeah. i feel like they use them to their strengths so both of them but like for freddy it's freddy's movie in my opinion you know as much as yeah, i exactly. love Jesus, yeah, it's, it's you know he's the mastermind he's the one doing everything he's pulling the strings and uh, he's got such great one-liners in the movie you know the battle he at knows. the end is just, it's so good when he's when he's playing pinball with jason tilt you know (laughs) you're in my world now bitch (laughs) yeah it's just been a very you've been a very bad
1: boy jason it's of Elm street but also you know connecting to our media masterminds uh, we like to reference is it has a great soundtrack Got El Agreed. Nino in there, some of our favorites. It's, I, I believe Kill Switch is in there.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of there was like that new metal, new metal era. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot to love about the movie. I can watch it anytime. You know,
1: it's short, kills. it's to the point. Kills are awesome. The director was picked because he wasn't a fan of either franchise. So, he wouldn't really be biased towards one or the other. I think we both agree, though, it's more feels like more of a Nightmare on Elm Street film, but maybe not totally intentional that it was. Right.
0: Well, I think, like you said, Freddy has more lore. He's got more story to him. Yeah. That's where you have to build the story from. It doesn't make sense. Like, how is Jason going to be the forefront in this? Nice. He doesn't speak. He doesn't have anything. So use him as a pawn. It's perfect. It right. makes the most sense.
1: It, exactly. I think the story makes a lot of sense.
0: It works. It works really well. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't like my boy being pawned off, but that's what he. That's, that's what he's for. The, he's he's the for killing.
1: With him killing people at the rave is probably some of his best scene. Like, and yeah. I, it's been one of my favorites over all the Friday the Thirteenth scenes of Jason yeah. going to that rave and just slashing people and everything, the keg and the guy's throat and fake yeah, Billy good. Bob.
0: <laughs> it's it's all it's tons of fun. But uh, my my runner up in a sense, if I was going to stick with franchise, would have to be the original. So okay. just like you did with you know with Jason, yeah. you know I felt that I would go that with Freddy. But for me, it's more because it it's the most memorable of the of the Friday uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies for right. me. You know, plus seeing it with you like that brings me that nostalgia as well, because I had a lot of fun watching that with you and knowing how much you appreciate the franchise and understanding why you like the character. That's a movie that let me let me see that, you know, and that's why I always said like this character could be more, you know, and I just felt like the movies didn't do him justice, you know, and that's why I could appreciate Freddy as a a whole. And I felt that Freddie versus Jason elevated him a, a bit more, gave him that front line in a different way and gave us the humor, but he was badass. He was in control most of the time. And when he wasn't, he was quick to, you know, get to the problem and, and handle it. And, you know, in the end, yeah, with Freddie versus Jason, we don't know who won, but you could tell, oh, we that, know. you know, we know who was on top. A little the wink. End, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen screen. <laughs> so there you go. How about you?
1: So we'll we'll just continue with your honorable mention because that is my top pick. I, I had a feeling. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, released 1984, which is my birth year, coincidentally. Uh, is my favorite horror movie of all time, I would say. And uh, it's my favorite nightmare on Elm Street. It it's so rewatchable to me. I love it. I could rewatch it whenever. The story is great. It uses a ton of practical effects, which we've talked about on previous shows, that it's important. It holds up. All of the Friday the 13th uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th, for that matter, use mostly practical effects, which is why they still are so watchable and so much in cult following and lore now. Uh, But just this original story that gets shit on in this remake, it's so good with, with Nancy and her parents, there's underlying things there that a lot of movies don't have. And you're never even totally explained. Like her mother is kind of like an alcoholic and you see her drinking all the time and you don't know what's going on. And it's never really explained. And her father isn't around very much and he's the police officer for the town and whether he believes her about the things that are going on. And she pulls the thing out of his hat out of the dream. And daddy, I got it. I took it out of the dream. It's just so much cool stuff in there. Skin the cat, like all oh, Tina, and it just—I I love it. It, it is really—it's really my my affection for the horror genre. If any one movie can explain that, it's the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie. If you've never seen it, I don't know why you're even listening to this to this <laughs> podcast. I know you're not as big a fan of these of the this franchise as I am, so it's a little tough for me to compare it but i it's it's i mean i I just love it the 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 character lore was built on this and i'd say for an honorable mention for me and i thought about it for a split second but i couldn't because you need the original to even pick any of the sequels for this it's not like terminator or child's play to me you need to see this character and you don't get his origin in this movie you're getting he's getting passed along because the kids are talking about him, and they're dreaming of him independently at first, and then eventually collectively. But uh, Night Run Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, would be my runner-up. It uh, has a great song, and it's also the closest thing to a direct sequel, because Nancy is also in that. Uh, Wes Craven was back for that to help write it. it totally different feel from the second uh, movie which we we had in your bottom of the list but that would be my closest runner-up if you could do a one-two for me it would be those two your nightmare on the street dream warriors and then probably i would say watch what maybe your pick for friday the 13th and then go into freddie vs. jason right there you got four movies right there and 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 those would be my picks for the best of those if you wanted to jump into those franchises
0: well said. That was really good. I remember. I remember that song too. Like, believe it or not, my childhood thinking of Freddie. It's probably the thing I remember the most. That song. Dream uh, Warriors. Yep. Dream. Okay. Oh, if my hey, kid I'm wasn't gonna, sleeping. Yeah, you can't hit that. No, right. <laughs> <Don't> want a dream. And <laughs> yeah, maybe we, maybe you play us out with that. Uh, I'm not singing it for you this time. <laughs>
1: no,
0: I'm not singing that one. <laughs> But
1: I mean, I think we, we started off on the same page and then the next half was completely separate, which was good because so we wouldn't all just be constantly agreeing with each other. But I feel right. like we don't really strongly one way or another can even argue with each other about these because you prefer the Friday the 13th franchise. I prefer the Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's right. a little bit different of a differing of opinion. So, you know, we're not going to have the same thoughts.
0: No, I agree, and I feel that Chucky's that mutual ground for us, yeah. believe it or not. So, no, I, I thought this was great, and I think there's so many more things we could discuss with horror. So, like we said, Volume One. We hope people do like it. Let us know what you think. Be sure to reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, my handle. You can reach me at the Neon Arcadia, and you can find Mister Paul at the at Legend Pop.
1: Okay, just at Legend Pop.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I said the because I threw my the in there. <laughs> the 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 the, 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 the <laughs> yeah, we But yeah, no, thanks everybody. We, uh, I had a lot of fun with this. I think you, you did, uh, you had some great things to say. And I did learn a little more about, you know, your love for it. And I think that was really, really cool. And, uh,
1: knowing it, knowing, off, knowing it's half the battle.
0: G.I. Joe, El, El, El Pueblo. But I'm glad <laughs> to see that Chucky is Chucky too. Uh, Child's Play 2 is up there for both of us so that was uh, a good uh, good comparison there but do you have anything for uh, our listeners my friend?
1: That's it, I would just say look out for the, the nightmare on your street Now
0: I have a story
1: that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know me and we scared as hell he comes to me a night after I him to bed, he's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred he wears the same hat and sweater every single He shows up when I'm asleep I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street It was a Saturday evening if I remember it right And we had just gotten back off tour last night So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy If we summon up the posse and dumb the movies I got
0: Angie what you say bitch